Come on, man. Patriots, welcome to episode 154 of the Patriot Review, Back to School Propaganda. I have a very good uh, and special guest, Sean McBriarty, who I have known now for a few years, and he's been fighting the fight, the good fight for parents' rights in the state of Maine. In my opinion, one of the one of the leaders in the nation of how to do it correctly. And of course, he's been attacked nonstop. He uh, appeared on Tucker. And um, that was early on, and uh, so he's going to be on. He's going to talk about all of that and uh, where we can go from here and what you can do in your state to to fight back and uh, fight the the uh, the woke and the CRT and the, the whole business of the trans issue and all the stuff that really kind of drives us all crazy because there's maybe an appropriate time to teach kids that stuff, but not at the age of eight. But first, we are going to take a look at the signal. So here's um, <laughs> uh, Joe Biden does it again. I mean, he, he has like one or two gaffes every day lately, and it's only getting worse. In this case, he walks out of a Medal, Medal of Honor ceremony, and um, the Medal of Honor was given to a Army helicopter pilot in Vietnam, and um, Captain Larry Taylor is his name. So Biden uh, suddenly decides that it's time to leave and takes off. And then, as usual, uh, his administration covers for him by saying, well, he took off because he didn't want to get anybody sick with COVID because Jill supposedly has COVID. And... Um, so that's the excuse. But evidently, you remember how he uh, would wear a mask all the time and forget his mask or <laughs> have it on while he's talking and take it off and all this stuff. Evidently, you know, it's not so important anymore and uh, it doesn't work anyway. We all know that. But um, but he's the guy who's pushing the propaganda and he just walks out. I mean, what kind of a statement does that make to, to this captain who uh, just received the highest honor that a military man in the United States can receive? It's it's really it's really something. So that happened, and then we have uh, a bigger hit to your wallet coming because the Biden admin is preparing to invalidate drilling rights that were sold by Trump. So that means that uh, you are going to pay at the pump, and you are going to also pay because the Fed is talking about raising the interest rate one more time. Now. Uh, tomorrow I'll have Joe Lombardi on of Ironhawk Financial Group, and he's a, uh, basically he's a he's a financial genius. So you want to tune in for that as well. But uh, looks like the pocketbook is getting hit again, and it's not going to let up anytime soon. 
this one is interesting. So we have U the Ukraine security chief declaring that World War III has already begun. So he says uh, the Third World War has already started and people should expect more conflicts to break out. Ukraine's top security chief declared on Tuesday. Speaking from Kiev Security Forum alongside former CIA chief General David Petraeus, Secretary of the National Security and Defense Council of the Ukraine, Olensky Danlov, said that people that think the Third World War has not yet started make a big mistake. This is not just about the relations between Ukraine and Russia. It's also a big mistake. It's a much more complicated geopolitical situation, and some sober-minded people have said that this is not the last war in this century. So, you know, Trump has been warning us all along that we're headed towards this path. And, um, you know, I saw an interesting documentary last night. And I'm going to bring you pieces of that documentary. And um, it's uh, it's really something to see that the, the Illuminati, which, which folded into the, Mason, the, the Masons, um, have a plan and they had a plan they formulated that said that there would be three world wars and they talked about the purpose of each of these world wars and um here we are looking looking at the third one and so far what they have said you know has been absolutely correct and uh we have had lots of warnings about this uh and i'll show you one of those warnings at the end of, the, of this program but there is, um, there's definitely a lot to be uh, afraid of, I guess, and, and nervous about. Um, but, you know, as we state, we got to keep on plugging away and keep on doing what we're doing to fight back and to take our freedoms back. This whole thing, whether you're talking about the, the war in Ukraine and the, there actually now is uh, proof that uh, there was some Ukraine plants in uh, January 6th. And um, had a great call with with uh, a whole group of people last night, and just listened in. I really didn't say much of anything. I didn't say anything really, but uh, listening in was extremely interesting. And the reason that it was extremely interesting is that we have uh, a a BLM founder for uh, on the East Coast. I can't remember the state, but. Um, he was very interesting to listen to, and he brought up a lot of great points. And one of those points was that even though we have been, you know, um, critical of each other and uh, upset with each other, that we have to take into account that the rioters are not the people who uh, who we should deal with. It's they should be obviously um, legally taken care of and and pay the penalty for the crimes that they've committed. But his point was that there's a lot of um, peaceful BLM people that we could, we should and could part partner with. And I think that's true. And I think that, um, you know, it's also true that the more they divide us, the more they win. So, you know, I've really evolved in my, my thinking on this because um, I, I still think that BLM as an organization was a scam. I still think that the the lack of equal justice under the law is more than evident compared comparing January 6 to the uh, BLM Antifa riots and I still think that January 6 was a false flag I call it the American Reichstag fire 
But um, this this whole thing is is orchestrated to keep us at each other's throats, and that is the problem. Once we realize, like like I have realized, that there are no two, there's no two party system in the United States. That there is a uniparty, and then there's us. There's a uniparty, and there's those people that care about their individual freedom and their their uh, opportunities for success and the pursuit of happiness, uh, their property rights, all this, all these rights that are God-given rights. That's us. And there are people of all stripes that that believe, as we do, that that is something that we should uh, take very seriously and fight for. And so my message is basically that we need to unite with people on what our common goals are. And uh, I realize I'm not so naive as to believe that there are many out there that uh, have nefarious intentions. And so we need to be careful about it. But I think that it's, it's very important that we do that. All right, turning to Mike Pence. Now, Mike Pence is a guy that on January 4th said that, um, you know, he assured the people that he assured us that uh, as a as a as a uh, a people who knew that the the election was stolen, he assured us that there was evidence that would be shown, and he assured us that they would take action. And he that was on the fourth, and he like so he acknowledged it. And um, since since January sixth, and I will say by the way that there were the difference between what has happened historically in the past with all the Democrats standing up and challenging the election, which is all Trump did. Uh, the, the difference is that there were actually at least three senators that were going to second those challenges, which, which means it's a whole new ball game and that investigation then would have followed. So now Pence has turned from, Acknowledging that and uh, understanding that and saying that something would be done about it to being, in my opinion, one of the biggest villains and hypocrites in in uh, in our history. And really, it's the taking down of a presidency and he's complicit in it. So anyway, he he, he is now talking about mega people in general and saying that, uh, you know, the, the GOP it needs to get a, get away from um, the populism approach and he's you know he's talking about Trump and he's talking about mega Republicans and he's talking about us basically so the America firsters so I, I don't know this guy has to be completely completely tone deaf and not understand that he's sabotaging any chance for success that he's ever had uh, so this shows you what happens inside DC and how disconnected they are all right, and this finally is uh, the baby's eyes turning blue from brown, from brown to bright blue after COVID-19 treatment. So this story is in Thailand, and they have a medication for COVID that they use there that we do not use. And the only reason I put this on here is because, you know, we were assured and and uh, the effort to force our children to take COVID-19 vaccinations, which, which are actually DNA or DNA modifying bioweapons. Uh, you remember the push for it. The push goes on. Push continues. The lies continue. And I don't know about you, but but any drug that has the side effects that we have seen, or in this example, I mean, it's part of the documentary that I watched. It, it talked about 
how how driven uh, these people are. And in in the call I mentioned last night, we talked about how there is a there is a push for uh, from white supremacist groups, and that they were also involved in uh, the January sixth uh, false flag event. And uh, it just it's just funny that uh, if there's a white supremacy angle to all this, that the child's eyes turn to blue. And of course, that first thing that that does for me. So it makes me think of the Nazis and the Aryan race and everything that uh, they stood for. I'll be back with Sean right after this break. After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I um, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, even though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we, Jessica and I had to spend a few moments just with Grace alone. And it was, it was just a horrific um, sight to come upon. It was the fact that her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our, our minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. This was hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone. And as soon as we did that, the color of grace changed. And, um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. Not one person stepped foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. They knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money. And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace was worth more dead than alive. We don't just need food, we need to eat food with a high nutritional value. Who wants to just survive food shortages? Let's thrive in times of adversity and lack. Optimize your daily nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. All right, if you want to get your hands on some Kingdom Fuel, uh, just go to sherwood.tv slash TPR, sherwood.tv slash TPR, and check that out. 
Um, also, if you if you um, have not seen the documentary Breaking the Oath, you can check it out at redbloodedpatriots.com or americafirstproductions.com, america1stproductions.com. All right, so my guest now is Mr. Sean McBriarty. It's been a while since I've seen Sean, but I consider Sean one of the, the greatest patriot parents out there in our country. He's he is relentless and uh, is does not tire. He's taken plenty of slings and arrows, and um, I tell you what, he's he's a he's a patriot trooper, and it's a pleasure to have Sean on. He, uh, as you can see, he also hosts the Main Source for Truth podcast and does a lot more than that. So, Sean, welcome back. It's good to see you, brother. You're muted there. Let me. There we go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for uh, having me back on the Patriot Review, Jeff. Uh, it has been a little while, but I really appreciate the opportunity to expose what the far left is doing and just the complete insanity that we kind of discover every day here. Well, amen. It's uh, it's never ending. And, you know, I realized when I was getting ready for today's show, it's already been three years, right? I mean, since we first talked, it's been three years. And it's people who... Um, People who get tired of fighting the fight uh, just need to realize that, you know, it's a long-term fight, isn't it? It's nothing that's just going to go away overnight. Yeah, I remember, I mean, the, you know, these folks have had decades to screw the system up. And, you know, like you mentioned, we've only had uh, a couple, three years, you know, to, to really start to identify what's happening. And I think me, like most yeah. parents, the first year is really... Uh, not believing what you're seeing and and almost yourself, you know, you, you're kind of like, you're not fully appreciative of how crazy it is. And then the more you find out and the more people you talk to, uh, and then the more left, the left attacks you because you're right, you know, you're right, you're right on center, you're right on target and you're dropping truth bombs left and right. Yeah. And they, anybody who thinks that they're going to play according, according to the rules is fooling themselves we, as we see stories like the 72-year-old disabled man getting gunned down by the FBI. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's you, you, you really come to this decision where you either, either fight or stop bitching about it. I mean, you, there's, there's only one direction that you can go in to try to get your country back. So, so you wanted to talk about uh, several things today. And the first one was the ALA. Would you like to just share with us what your thoughts are with that? Yeah, so I really uh, want patriots, uh, taxpayers, parents to fully understand the American Library Association and essentially where their tentacles are, which is all over the United States. So the American Library Association is the uh, oldest library association, association in the world dating back to 1876. But as we find out most of the time, it's a follow the money situation here with the ALA. They are a 501c3 nonprofit, but they also have a 501c4, which provides them unlimited political lobbying power. And that's really what the ALA, the American Library Association, is now. It's a large political lobbying organization for the far left. And they're taking in a ton of taxpayer money. Um, in their last uh, 990 report, I believe it was $5 million a year in taxpayer funding, $7 million in membership dues, and $8 million in contributions. And they have assets of around $80 million. So not only that, <clears throat> when you look at these organizations, it becomes a grift, right? So these far leftists are being paid taxpayer dollars, $15 million in payroll, a uh, $1 million in pension, and $3 million in employee benefits. So this is really big business, Jeff. 
Um, and they have 58,000 members across the country, including 10,000 students. So think of, again, the tentacles and the spider web that is extending down to all of these local community libraries, both mm -hmm. in your town, run by the town, and in your public school. That's a scary thought. And, you know, the, I think the whole the whole thing, the strategy is that, uh, and they've had the strategy for a long time, but the strategy is to overwhelm us. And it's, there is so much going on, whether you're talking about the, the attack on our children's minds in our school systems, or you're talking about COVID, you know, or you're talking about, you know, the, the, the grab of power that we're seeing and the increased tyranny and the individual rights and the, I mean, it's just on and on and on. And, um, you know, so you, you almost have to pick your battle, I think. And if you do pick your battle, you need to pick it. You need to pick something that you're passionate about because it's a long, it's a long haul. Yeah. When we talk uh, about education, Jeff, I mean, these are the things, the basics of, of really, you know, growing up and understanding the world and, and having the right. ability to do your own homework. Now, you know, these far left ju social justice warriors, they have an annual conference where all of these, you know, mild mannered uh, librarians come together and they're partnering with these big companies, American Express, Carnegie Corporation, Scholastic, Disney Publishing, Simon and Schuster, Penguin Random House. You know, these are the biggest publishers out there and they're in 13,000 libraries. So, you know, although that amount is going down and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but they have all these offshoots in every state. For example, in Maine, in my home state, the ALA offshoot is called the Maine Library Association. And most mm -hmm. of the 253 school districts pay dues into the MLA. And it's like a uh, far left Ponzi scheme, essentially. You know, they're kicking it up to the big guy, as we've seen uh, in the White House. Yeah. But, um, but they have a marketing reach in every little town in America because uh, who better than a mild-mannered little mousy librarian in the corner to spread this just promotion of sexualized materials? Right. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, it's it you can, it's like talking about uh, it's like talking about serial killers, and it may sound odd as an example, but you know you can't tell what a person really is on the outside, right? I mean, you can't you can't uh, know what they're involved in behind the scenes and they're very nefarious about it. They want to, as you, as we see across the country with all the laws uh, that strip parents' rights or try to hide what's going on with gender transition and, and all these things. I mean, it's gotten so far over the top that again, I think people are frustrated by it. So, you know, I look, I'm, I'm glad you're here because you've had some success in it. And, uh, you know, I look forward to at the end of our talk here where you share some thoughts on what people can do. Sure. Yeah. So, it is crazy. I mean, I, I think um, one of the things that's a, a passion of mine is really understanding now that um, the ALA doesn't really have any plans to uh, take care of the horrific educational assessments that we have going on in our schools right now and in, in America in general. In Maine, Jeff, only one out of three kids in K through 12 public school can read at proficiency, right? So this is the dumbest generation America's ever had, and it's because of these far woke far left groups like the ALA, they don't care about the kids. It's all about this political ideology that they're pushing. And all this is very confusing to minor children. I mean, we've seen the levels of anxiety and depression and thoughts of suicide just go through the roof the last several years because of things like critical race theory, the COVID masking, hypersexualization of children, 
uh, social emotional learning. And I think for me, you know, my passion is trying to expose that not every teacher in America, not every teacher in Maine is a bad person, but many of them are going along with this plan. And the ALA really has a history of deceptive training practices when it gets into their strategic focus and some of the things that we can talk about um, regarding their strategic planning. Right. It's it's similar to how I feel about the police. It's uh, those that are those that just go along and don't fight back against really what amounts to unlawful um, actions become part of that action and um, it's 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 scary to see it's sad to see really the country falling down around us because that's kind of the way things have been but we are making some inroads I think and and uh, parents rights is one of them we see a lot more parent uh, a lot more parents finding their voice uh, one thing you wanted to talk about was uh, what they do in particular to push their agenda. And there, are there ways that you've discovered that uh, maybe are less known as to how they're going about doing this? Yeah, it doesn't take much time on their website. I mean, their strategic plan is all about uh, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I call it die, diversity, inclusion, equity, because they're literally killing the kids here in America, unfortunately, in this educational system. system. But they speak about breaking down institutional racism. Uh, and besides Planned Parenthood and abortion, nobody's provided me an actual example of institutional racism since I've been going down this road for three years. Um, but, you know, since 1964, the Civil Rights Act, it's illegal, right? It's illegal. We all know it's illegal. Uh, are there racists, Jeff? Yes, there are. I don't believe there's institutional racism happening in our country, in our country but the ALA is pushing it. And in fact, the ALA itself is a racist organization. They have a paid summer-long internship program with only BIPOC. So that's Black, Indigenous, people of color. Whites or white adjacents need not apply, right? Um, they're working through the Biden administration. And they said to the Biden administration, if you want to spread the equity agenda, which, again, is Marxism, uh, we can talk more about that later, librarians are way better to spread this than teachers because librarians have students for several years where teachers might only have it for one. So the ALA is actually pushing that through the White House. They kicked off their ALA conference with noted racist Ibram X. Kendi, who said librarians must be freedom fighters, right? So think of, think of that. When you were a kid, when I was a kid, you know, going to the library, do you think you were going to meet a freedom fighter? Or did you think right. you were going to meet somebody who was going to hold, you know, hand you a book that you could discover something about, you know, the universe we live in? But you know, Ibram X. Kendi, whose real name is Henry Rogers, he's a poor author. He's a racist himself. Um, and it's really unfortunate. Yes, but is. every day, people like that grift, get money off of the color of our skin. And that's what he's pushing. He's pushing division. Um, the ALA works with organizations like GLAAD, who pushes the gay sexuality trans alliances in 4,000 schools in America, uh, including my hometown of Hamden, Maine, and... Uh, where I identified in our next town over in Herman, Maine, they had a gay sexuality alliance. None of the none of the parents knew what it was, Jeff. They, it said GSA on the uh, extracurricular sheet. And I sort of joke, you could send your kid to soccer band chorus or talk sex with a 40-year-old teacher after school. Parents had no idea. And that school system is actually suing me because of the exposure that I've brought to that school. But, you know, between transgender story hours and all these other things, the ALA is basically pushing this division uh, based on uh, ideology. It's, it's based on individual ideology instead of us being uh, a country of strong Americans. 
Right. Absolutely right. I got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll take three minutes if you want to mute yourself, and I'll come right back to you. Otherwise known as war. I have a very special announcement for all of you. My hit show, Wayne Alleroot, Raw and Unfiltered, is coming to the brand new station that's taking over the nation, Blessed News Network. God has opened a door in my life to be part of this amazing new Christian conservative network, live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on our channel on Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and streaming live on the Blessed News iPhone and Android apps. Tune in to watch me drive home the truth and dismantle the fake news narrative with big name nightly guests and exclusive interviews with all the heavy hitters you know and love. Become part of history as we make America godly again and launch the first faith-centered conservative broadcasting network where Jesus Christ is commander-in-chief of all of our stories and where truth and integrity really matter. Join me Monday through Friday on any of our platforms or on the Blessed News website blessed.news where you can stream all the shows for free or you can sign up for blessed plus for even more access to raw and unfiltered with me Wayne Allen Root the hardest working man in show business thank you and God bless America Steel News will be joining the Blessed News Network 11 p.m. weeknights I'm Ann Vanderstill and I'm very excited to be a part of the programming put together by Jake Lang doesn't matter if he's behind bars. He's a January 6th political hero, as far as I'm concerned. And Steel News will be reporting the truth of everything happening, not only in the swamp, but around the world to help you put into context what's really going on so you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Steel News, 11 p.m. on the Blessed News Network. All right, we're back with Sean McBriarty of Main Source for Truth podcast and many other things. And you were talking about uh, how they're going about brainwashing our kids and derailing our kids. And uh, you had mentioned that during the during the, the talk here so far that the number of suicides and the depression and, and uh, the anxiety and everything else is increasing. And one of the things that, that I, that I uh, would like to stress is to know and to be involved in what your kids are not only being taught but what their peers are telling them and i think that a lot of the problem with our, with this is also these right here and um what do you think of that is that something that you've that you've uh, 
addressed and talked about? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm the father of uh, twin girls. Uh, we're almost 21, actually. So, uh, you know, they're out of high school. But, um, you know, we were one of the last folks that give that gave the kids cell phones. Uh, and I think it might have been eighth grade, if I remember right. But, you know, we've got a pretty good system. I mean, the, the girls have a good biblical foundation. They've got a, a Christian background. I think they're able to ward off a lot of this evil that's going on. Uh, but certainly, uh, cell phones are not helping. Um, all of the social media presence, the TikTok sensation, and all these things—it's really confusing kids. And we're seeing a lot of that. I—I I had Chloe Cole on my podcast, uh, Main Source of Truth, and we talked about her detransitioning. But you know, Chloe Cole unfortunately got uh, really peer pressure, social media pressure, to ultimately cut off her breasts as a 16-year-old young, healthy young woman. And that's irreversible, right? There, there's nothing that are going to bring those back. So social media is really part of it. The other piece that I'm starting to identify with the American Library Association are two things. One, their banned book displays and uh, what they call intellectual freedom, which really is nothing more than the ability for them to push pornography on kids starting in elementary school in some cases. But you really see it ramp up in middle school and in high school. And the Biden administration's in lockstep with the ALA because Biden's been talking about these so-called book bans, right? Now, mm -hmm. Jeff, nobody I know is banning books. What we're trying right. to do is make sure that it's age-appropriate content in a taxpayer-paid public library and that the educational uh, options are there, but you don't have to hyper-sexualize a kid. That's what's confusing a lot of these children. They're going through puberty, which obviously, you know, you and I went through very confusing time. You got a lot going on. And they're getting all of these messages, but January 6, 2021 letter uh, to its members, they said, the transition to the Department of Education under President-elect Biden's leadership comes at a moment of great consequence when inequities in American education system have been exacerbated. We are educators and librarians who believe this is a moment of opportunity to shape the future of education for a stronger, more equitable and just society. So. You know, when we start trying to expose teachers, and again, I mentioned right up front, teachers aren't all bad, but I'll give you an example. In Maine, the 2022 Teacher of the Year, Kelsey Stoyanova, who taught at the middle school here in my hometown of Hamden, Maine, had a book called All Boys Aren't Blue on her book list. And this book list was published and pushed on 11-year-old kids in middle school. All Boys Aren't Blue is graphic. The sexual content is disgusting, and it shouldn't be in any school at all. You have a teacher of the year pushing this stuff under the guise of educational freedom. It's simply disgusting. But what they're trying to do, Jeff, is they're trying to normalize sex to children, to minors in this pedophilia laden landscape, which is now our public education system. Yeah, and and it's all cloaked in and I have up on screen right now the safe libraries uh, link. Uh, it's all cloaked in socialism and collectivism and and tearing down the nuclear family at the same time. And, uh, you know, all of this is, is deliberate. And these people that are pushing this crap are are either the useful idiots, which we've heard so much about, or they are just explicitly evil, you know, and doing this on purpose. And uh, I, I don't think there's any, any denying that at this point. Yeah, they can't, they can't really, uh, I guess, defend their actions. I mean... To me, pornography, the definition is pornography, you know it when you see it. Uh, that comes from, you know, uh, Capitol Hill from, I think, back in the 60s when they were talking about pornography. But 
a lot of the things, and Dan Kleiman from Safe Libraries, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the World Library Association here in a bit, but one of the things that Dan taught me, and again, he was on my podcast, uh, he actually, we just started talking about this again about a month ago on the podcast, uh, and again, Main Source of Truth is available anywhere you want to download your podcast, but Board of Education versus PICO, this is a su Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court case that essentially states that book challenges can be made on pornography but not the ideas contained in them personally. So you can't personally say, hey, look, I don't like LGBTQ youth, but you can say the pornography of a book like Gender Queer, which is graphic and disgusting, and Board of Education versus PICO allows school boards to immediately remove those books. And, and what the quote from the case, it says, uh, school boards have a greater discretion over library materials if the board can demonstrate the materials are educationally unsuitable or pervasively vulgar, they may be removed and upheld by the courts. And the American Library Association understands that. But what they keep saying is, is that these marginalized groups of, you know, LGBTQ plus youth are being trounced upon. And it's not factually accurate. It's complete nonsense because you and I know um, we are all equal under God and under the law, at least we're supposed to be. And uh, everybody has the same rights. So it, again, you know, I, I say a lot, like anybody that has their pronouns in an email signature is a useful idiot. They're completely <laughs> lost to the left. And, uh, um, you know, we'll get into Emily Drabinsky here in a minute, but it is, it's, it's almost hilarious how bad things have gotten here. It's one of those, if you don't laugh, you cry type of things, I think. And, and, and um, so many of them, have been brainwashed as to the true history of the United States and the the true history of this whole effort to subvert all the governments, all the nations of the world to put in place a new world order. And the plan has been around forever. There's um, a document that has been revised several times, but what but first came out, and I want to say 1968, um, called the Declaration of Interdependence. And the whole thing is about you know, destroying national sovereignty and going to a socialist or Marxist model. And uh, that, is, that is always at the root of everything that they're doing. They're trying, part of, the only reason they're doing this in schools is because they want to destroy the Judeo-Christian value set and they want to destroy the standards that we had in place for for our society and, and operating our culture, right? And uh, it's just, it's nonstop from all different directions. So I, I don't think we should be surprised because they're not thinking of our kids. When you see a, a teacher, I don't remember her name, but when you see a teacher sitting in a car crying because she got to openly tell about her lesbian sex life to, her ch to the children, our children in her school, right? She thought that that was so great and amazing and everything else, completely losing sight of the fact of what she's paid to do. And uh, it's just it's just absolute nonsense. And it continues to go on. And um, yeah, I, I did a, I did a book review, Jeff, uh, of uh, a book called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, uh, Charlotte Iserbite. And uh, she starts, I think, in the 1920s and goes year by year by year. The book isn't a, is not an easy read because it's just full of facts. It's not a, it's not a, a story. It's more a fact-based content book. But I did one of those on uh, a book review on the podcast because again, it does show the deliberate dumbing down of the situation and really trying to divide America, which is easy. It's easy to do when your kid is four, four or five years old in kindergarten. 
and you're teaching kids that babies, uh, uh, when they're born, the doctors make mistake on their gender or their sex. It is absolutely confusing. And uh, <clears throat> Emily Drabinsky, you mentioned Marxism, right? So mm -hmm. Emily Drabinsky is now the president of the American Library Association. She's on Twitter at E. Drabinsky. And <clears throat> she kicked out a tweet on April 13th, 2022, which then she deleted, <clears throat> excuse me, which says, I cannot believe that a Marxist lesbian who believes that collective power is possible to build and can be wielded for a better world is the president-elect of the ALA library. I am so excited for what we will do together. Solidarity, right? So, and you know, when you and I started so talking about- proud. It, yeah, she's so proud. Yeah, her mom should be so proud. I mean, just, you know, right. it's crazy. Her mom's on the crack pipe. Yeah, so, you know, and, and, and you really didn't know much about this when we started talking. And that's part of the issue is, exposure has got to be the first line of defense here. And that's really ultimately what you're trying to do. And I appreciate, but many people thought that that tweet was a joke, that it was a meme, that somebody made it up. It's no joke. And I don't care if she's a lesbian, Jeff, but she's using sexuality for leverage. And that's what we're seeing in our school system. So, you know, being woke is kind of a world view of using Marxism as a lens. Uh, she Van Fleet, who escaped communist China, had on the podcast, uh, former librarian herself, but I had to kind of look up and, and understand what, what really is Marxism, right? So mm -hmm. Marxism is a cultural or political philosophy, while socialism and communism are more economic standards of government. But it's another failed attempt. It's never worked anywhere. And it's nope. never really reached fruition in the United States. But Emily Drabinsky's trying to make it work. One of the things I wanted to get before this episode that I did not get was a quote by Marx, <laughs> who, who talks about the whole purpose behind Marxism is to is 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 basically to um, in service to Lucifer in service to Satan and he said it straight out and uh, I got to find that and share that but um, that certainly is is evident in, in everything that's going on it's it's a complete rejection of the Christian moral value set it's, it's yeah i mean somebody like emily jerminski is completely off her rocker um again you know she wrote an equity and action campaign within the american library association she said social and economic justice and racial equity requires we all make a material differences in the lives of library workers and patrons uh far too long have been denied denied power and opportunity on the basis of race gender sexuality national origin spoken language and disability Again, yeah. since 1964, she's full of crap. It is, yeah, absolutely full right? of crap. And you and I would say, in 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 the face of that, that uh, nobody nobody should be given more power and authority because of their sexual preferences or for any matter. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm mean, actually writing. I've got an article. I got. I started a Substack a couple months ago, trying to write uh, some articles. I'm I'm an overly wordy writer because I like the details. But in there, I'm going to be, I've launched two uh, uh, articles already about Drummond Woodson, the biggest law firm up in Maine, who is pushing transgender policies in schools. And you just don't need it. We are, again, we are all equal right. under God and under the law. So you don't need to right. elevate somebody over somebody else. It's sexism or racism. Right. Um, it's just the reverse, which is right. what affirmative action was, right? A hundred percent. And we've seen. I got to take another quick break here. I'll be right, I'll be right back with you. Hey Patriots, hey Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Hey Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. 
it's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to Kirk Elliott, Ph.D., dot com slash the patriot review get all kinds of free great information and invest in gold and silver for your future our world is full of electromagnetic fields that even though we can't see them are affecting our bodies our sleep and even our ability to think clearly the advent of 5g is only making this worse there is an answer Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patriot Review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our kingdom feel. Or if you're a mosh from the gym, Add a shake to your daily meal plan. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber, 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fat, and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fuel is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. Bottom line, it's a simple start to a transformed life. No gimmicks, just results. Start today. Hey, Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. I am here with Sean McBriarty. Uh, right now, Sean, I have uh, the, the pic that you sent me of um, this Emily Drabinsky. Libraries need to be a site of socialist organizing. I think that uh, <laughs> that's just pure insanity. I don't know what to what to say about that. Yeah, it's shocking. Like I said, and, and it's it's tough not to laugh, right? But I've got to give Dr. Uh, Carlin Borostrenko credit uh, on her Twitter page at d r k a r l y n b. Her exclusive recording of Emily Drabinsky. She was introduced at the recent Socialism 200, uh, 2023 conference in Chicago. She spoke on September second. She was introduced first off as comrade. OK, so uh, you already know that it's just an insane group of people. But she said, quote, I think your point that public education needs to be the site of socialist organizing. I think libraries really do, too. So, again, the exposure aspect of what we're trying to unveil to the American public, to teachers, to parents, to librarians, whomever, is that this is just absolute insanity trying to tear down America. And uh, Donald Trump Jr. just tweeted that inform information out yesterday. Uh, from Carrick, uh, from Carlin, and uh, she Van Fleet, I mentioned, <laughs> she actually uh, found out that Drabinsky 
cowardly changed her ALA affiliation on her speaker profile to the City University of New York because she's catching so much heat. The American Library Association is taking heat for everything this Marxist socialist lesbian is doing. But essentially, that uh, from she, what she's saying is, is that that means that Emily Dubinsky is a follower of the Brazilian communist educator, uh, Paulo Freire. And uh, Dubinsky is one of the leading people trying to radicalize and Marx, Marxalize, if that's a word, Marxanize our children. But again, it, librarians and libraries have been weaponized by this woman who is receiving taxpayer money, probably from your local institution. And it is just insane. It's a cult. It's a neo-religion. It's just complete nonsense. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I have a, I'm been, I've been working behind the scenes and doing some <laughs> amateur investigative journalism into uh, into sex as a religion, and I'll I'll have a special on that coming out. But that's what it's definitely become. It's uh, it's it since when in any country is one of the primary things that that we focus on being a person's individual sexual preferences and then further use that as a judgment of that person. I think you and I would say we really could give a flying you know what about what these people do in their bedrooms, it's their business. But when you start deciding for me when my kids are gonna learn about this stuff, uh, that's a problem. And they like to label us and compartmentalize us and uh, call us racist and call us, you know, misogynistic and everything under the sun. When all we want is is the freedom to pursue our life and uh, without without the interference of of people like them or it, the fascists that are now in, in our government. Um, yeah, no so doubt, absolutely. Jeff. It, it, it's like the ALA is the red guard of communist China, right? They are they are out there to try to shame people into thinking that, oh, well, you must be a uh, homophobe because you don't like LGBTQ. No, I have friends that are LGBTQ, right? It doesn't mean, that, it, like you just said, it doesn't mean that their preference has any bigger priority than mine. And none of that should be shared. None of that has to do with education. And again, the educational results of these public schools have never been lower with the tax burden never higher. So it's just, again, you're breaking down the American family unit. That's ultimately what Marxists try to do. That's what Emily Draminsky and the right. American Library Association is trying to do. So what I get asked often, Jeff, is kind of how do we stop this? That's right. Yeah. How do we stop it? So I think the biggest thing is, first off, we, we really need to fight to abolish anything that is Marxist or communist in America. And you do that through exposure, right? That's the first key, in my opinion. You can't change anything until you get hearts and minds to understand how bad this is. And what I say to folks is in this situation, file a Freedom of Access Act. Uh, sometimes it's called FOIA or, or in my state, Maine, it's FOA. But you file a Freedom of Access Act to your local library uh, school library and public library, find out how much money in dues they are paying either your local library association, like in Maine, the Maine Library Association, or the ALA. And what we really need to do is then provide that information to the school board or town council, shame them into understanding they're paying for the destruction of America through our youth, through our public libraries. And essentially, only then if we can shut off the uh, money train that is going to these far left cultists paid by taxpayer dollars 
does that machine grind to a halt? Um, yesterday, mm-hmm. Newsmax had a really good article. Uh, conservatives book ban fuel library group exodus. So what's occurring is is a lot of the uh, again this this is becoming a big exposure item. It's it's hitting national news. NBC and ABC had stories uh, repurposed from the uh, Associated Press yesterday, which we're kind of left this, but they're still exposing it. But one of the quotes in there says this summer. State libraries in Montana, Missouri, Texas, a uh, local library in Midland, Texas, they all announced they're leaving the ALA with possibly more to come with lawmakers in at least nine other states, Arizona, Georgia, Illinois, Louisiana, Mississippi, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, and Wyoming also demanding similar action. And I think we're going to see a bunch more states come out and do this and really um, the fact is, is that any local library can drop this organization in a heartbeat. There's no contract. They're just paying to be part of this machine. And it's essentially, again, a neo-Marxist, fascist, you know, <laughs> just you could how many things you need to describe them. But it's 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 mm-hmm. anti-American. What we're right. doing right now is paying these guys. And the other action item is to be pain in the butt to your representatives and uh, you know, there's a uniparty at the federal level, and and you got to keep bugging them. But the state level is where you really have to bug them because there's less of a uniparty, and it it depends on the state, of course. And in my state of Wisconsin, <laughs> it's not so easy because uh, they're very very liberal. It uh, even and there's a lot of rhinos, but um, but there are some good people, and you know, I think that that's an action step that you know until just a few days ago. I kind of underestimated its its value because I was pretty pessimistic about what the results would be, but it's something you have to go through. Yeah, I, I say so, to folks often, Jeff, that I think at the local level, that's where you really make your hay. Um, that's where you really organize folks and get parents to understand, you know, the local machine. And and then yes, at the state level, uh, again in Maine, we are we are basically the California of the East Coast at this point. Um, our, our rhino Republican Susan Collins is not going to help us on any educational matters. She hasn't said a word about anything that we've exposed the last three years. But <clears throat> I think you've got to keep pushing the envelope and keep trying to make people aware of what's going on. And, you know, we are trying to bring an alternative to the table here as well. That's absolutely right. I want to find something here real quick. Um, so this documentary I was talking about was Megiddo, it's M-E-G-I-D-D-O, the March to Armageddon, and it's two hours and 16 minutes, but it is full, absolutely full of quotes and facts about this overall strategy that we are now seeing take place that's coming through Agenda 30, that's coming through the World Economic Forum. This whole New World Order thing that people really look at you like you're wearing a tinfoil hat is real. And we have been warned so many times by people that are that are um, in very, very high places and very, very credible that this has been going on for a long, long time. And this whole this whole destruction of America in our classrooms is a deliberate part of that plan. And before we go here, because we're almost out of time, I'm going to just show a, a quick uh, pair of slides that John F. Kennedy is in. He said, there exists in this country a plot to enslave every man, woman, and child And the the second part of that is, before I leave this high and noble office, I intend to expose this plot. He died seven days later. Yeah, incredible. 
And to me, I mean, you got you got a president that's saying that, and many many others. I mean, including John Adams, Alexander Hamilton, uh, Richard Nixon, Dwight Eisenhower. Uh, you know, they, and they all refer to the New World Order, and probably most famously in recent times is, um, is George Bush Sr., who talked extensively about the New World Order, and this is part of that. So in wrapping up, Sean, where can people find you? Yeah, I would say uh, uh, as an alternative to the American Library Association, go to www.worldlibraryassociation.org. Follow us on Twitter, WLibraryA, and uh, that is a common sense alternative. I am on the board of directors. There's no financial incentive for me to say any of this stuff, but basically I'm just trying to give people a common sense alternative with Dan Kleiman and a group of folks that are really trying to spin this up. And then you can follow me on social media at Sean McBriarty, Main Source of Truth podcast, listen anywhere. And uh, I really appreciate uh, being on the Patriot Review again. I, I appreciate our conversations. It's a pleasure. It's It's uh, been too long. We need to have you back. It's, it's a, definitely a worthwhile cause and we need to get parents motivated and like I said before, you're welcome anytime, and I appreciate your time as well, sir. God bless, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you.